Listener Production. This is Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. In this podcast, every week we look at international relations. What's going on in the world? We take a situation, we break it down. Well, not me necessarily. I ask the questions. I know very little compared to this man, Dr. Keith Souter, just renowned subject matter expert. You throw him any question about any situation in the world and he knows in depth about it. And not only that, but you're very good at breaking it down, Keith, and making it very easy for people to digest and understand and, you know, in easy language, which is why you do this podcast and we do it together. Um, you've got a couple of PhDs at international relations. You've been commentator for decades in Australian media on this. You give speeches a lot of time. You, you, you're like members of these fancy clubs around the world. And my name's Kate Matt. We do the podcast together. Now, we, we today are going to be talking about something that I think you need to convince me of because 5G, I'm just not someone who cares a lot about network, but neither are you. But this yeah. is really interesting because it's getting a lot of traction, this subject matter, and whether 5G is trustworthy. Exactly. Especially with all this hype around Chinese <laughs> spying on us all the time. Well, we've got Chinese spying. We've got a heap of things. It's been, uh, like you, I, I don't do social media. So I was aware, uh, sorry, I was not aware of all the discussion that's going on on the social media regarding uh, the 5G issue. So G stands for generation. So the first generation with your phone was the wireless, and which gave us the voice. Then 2G came along, which gave us text. And then 3G enabled mobile computing. And then 4G, which is pretty well where we are at the moment, if you're lucky, we've got higher speeds and zillions of apps to help us work and play, including, of course, the one with the Australian government to help track COVID down. So that's 4G. The argument is that we're now going up to 5G, which represents an even greater leap forward. So you'll be able to download a movie within seconds. So this is the promise of 5G. As I say, I'm, I'm not somebody who knows anything about the science. We had a listener who drew this to our attention because she said, look, there is um, a whole debate going on there about whether or not 5G is safe. There are all sorts of conspiracy theories doing the rounds. And, of course, I love conspiracy theories. Well, you love to shoot down <laughs> conspiracy theories. So... <laughs> What we're looking at then is not so much the, the technology of 5G, but the way in which it has given rise to so much conspiracy theory. And, and, it, and our, the uh, listener sent us an article from um, the uh, Scientific American, which is a very reputable journal, which uh, it, an author writing in his own right, Joel Moskowitz, a few months ago, says we have no reason to believe that 5G is safe. And so there is, and it's interesting to note that Switzerland has actually now halted the rollout of 5G over health fears that occurred in February in Switzerland. Now, the nature of 5G, as I say, I'm not a technical expert, but it means that you need to have a number of 5G stations, if you like, which you notice going up around the streets here in Sydney. They're going up on lampposts or telegraph poles outside of buildings because the signal doesn't go very far. Okay, very intense, but it doesn't go very far. So you've got to keep on relaying it. And this is what's been given the, uh, all the debate over how safe are the, the 5G technologies. As I say, I'm not an expert on, on technology. I'm not going to comment on that. 
What I am going to comment on is the whole debate about whether or not uh, this is safe. Now, it's interesting that the debate over mobile phone technology is not a new one. You may remember Andrew Ollie, who was the ABC uh, radio person. I used to see Andrew when I did uh, ABC radio on a Thursday morning. He would have just come off his shift and I'd be ready to go on uh, to do uh, the program with uh, Jennifer Byrne or Jenny Brocky. And Andrew Ollie died of a brain tumour in 1995. And a lot of people at the time said, oh, that was induced by his excessive use of mobile phones. So that gave rise to all this sort of rumours. I've got to say, it didn't stop me from getting into a mobile phone. So I, I still carry a mobile phone. Not that with you me. use it, by the way. I, mean, I don't use it as <laughs> extensively as Andrew does, that's for sure. You know, he was a real addict when it came to it. Well, then once you actually start to look at the 5G conspiracy, you get onto Google, et cetera, go into YouTube, it's amazing the amount of stuff that's there. There's no real coherent conspiracy theory. There are a lot of people who have a lot of doubts. So it's interesting that some of the demonstrations against 5G have also included people opposed to vaccination. We've looked at the anti-vaxxer movement and we're very sceptical of the anti-vaxxer movement. But it does represent a new era because of the social media. You know, we can have a major debate going on and you and I, as dinosaurs, are <laughs> unaware of all that's going on amongst the youngsters and others on social media. And it's only in the old days when people had doubts about certain issues. They could only simply write to a local newspaper, their MP. They might get a bit of coverage on the radio, but probably not because radio had very clear indications about whom they would put to air. Whereas now everybody runs their own radio station, if you think about it, through social media. Everybody is a broadcaster. Everyone's putting their messages out there to yeah. be heard. Yeah. And so what we're getting then is this, uh, for the first time in human history, the power of social media to spread information for good or ill. Now, some of it that is being spread, I think, is probably good information, but obviously in the case of the 5G conspiracy, a lot of it um, may not actually be accurate. The scientists keep saying, generally speaking, most scientists are saying, look, it is safe. Uh, we're carrying out, of course, the largest experiment in the history of humankind. You know, we're putting people through this smog of 5G telephony. But at the moment, we're, there's little evidence that it's actually going to be harming us. Um, there is an increase in cancer, but it may be because people are living longer. You can't blame radio waves on that. So for me, what is fascinating is simply the power of social media to whip up these storms, and for dinosaurs like myself who are not on social media, to be totally unaware of this storm that's going on out of the public eye because I rely on the mainstream media and I look at YouTube, etc. and the stations that I obviously follow here and in Germany with Deutsche Welle, etc., are not ones that are covering this debate very well. So how widely used is 5G, Keith? Well, it's being rolled out. So we've got quite a few years to go before it's, fully across Australia. Uh, because of the, the distance issue, it's going to be much more complicated in this country than, say, New Zealand, which is a small, compact country. Australia is very badly served by our telephone companies, our telecoms providers. Uh, we are the 13th largest economy in the world, but only 39 when it comes to the speed of the internet. So when my Boston University students arrive in Sydney, they think they've landed in Central Africa. Uh, and when they say, well, where can we go to get good connections? I say, go to New Zealand. See, <laughs> <laughs> so at least you know that. Grandpa. At least you know that it works in New Zealand. <laughs> we can't get it to work very well in Australia. 
So it's obviously going to be a delayed rollout in this country. But nonetheless, those towers are going up. And it was interesting, I was watching a BBC program because I'm now fascinated by this topic. And while they're actually interviewing a telecoms worker installing all these new towers, they actually got abused from people on the on the pavement. So it's really amazing that in the UK, there's obviously also an anti-5G movement. You're getting it in the United States. You're getting it throughout Europe. And of course, in Switzerland, it's been able to stop the development of uh, the rollout of 5G. You're listening to Global Truth with Dr. Keith Suter talking about 5G and whether it is actually safe or not. There are a lot of online articles about this. There is a lot of talk on social media about this. It is really high on the agenda of a lot of young people particularly because they're all over this issue. Not so much you and I. We've had to be uh, versed in, (laughs) in it. But it is relevant because 5G, as you said, is being rolled out around the world. Do we have any examples, Keith, of where it is up and running at the moment? Uh, well, it, well, it's slowly coming into force in a number of countries and certainly those who have it swear by it because it is so good. Whether I'm not sure of any country that's got it completely rolled out, but it's certainly on that way. And, of course, Ch- South Korea is a leader in this area and, of course, China. Uh, China is now increasingly the world leader in information technology. They lead now the United States in terms of the patents being taken out each year on their intellectual property. Now, of course, as soon as you mention China information technology, you end up with all the issues about facial recognition technology, social control of individuals, and that again adds to the conspiracy theory. Remember, there's no coherent central conspiracy theory. You've got a number of people who are expressing concerns. I might just say in the UK, at least a thousand 5G towers, sorry, at least a hundred 5G towers have been set on fire. So people set them on oh fire and then film the towers going up in flames. Liverpool has recently secured its first conviction for arson. So it shows the depth of feeling. That's amazing. It, and it it's not amazing. even on our radar. It wasn't even on our radar, Keith. No, no. So I'm very grateful to our listener for saying, keep it, pay attention to all this. And as I say, The medical profession say there is no evidence that 5G does damage the cells within humans or animals, I guess. But as I say, there is this conspiracy about it being rolled out. And, of course, there is also a social impact. There is a phrase that when information becomes abundant, remember you can download an entire movie in seconds, when information becomes abundant, so attention becomes a scarce commodity. So we're now living in what's called the attention economy. So the attention economy means that you're spending all your time trying to get people to pay attention to you rather than something else. So we are just overwhelmed with the amount of information that's coming to us. And 5G will enable even more information to come towards us. We will be in sensory overload. I already noticed that with my own students who... um, have different brains from me, right? So I read long books. I'm now dealing with a generation of students who are click and flick. Okay, they're brilliant at handling modern technology, but they don't seem to have the same power of concentration. No, no one does because, Keith, they don't have to these days. And you know you don't spend any time on social media, but the average engagement time on social media is seconds because they have the liberty of just flicking onto the next thing. Yeah. That's why you now when you read online articles, they tell you at the top how long the read's going to take. 
<laughs> because they don't want you to read it and go, oh, this is a bit boring. I wonder how much long. I can't be bothered with that. Yeah. So they go from the top. It's going to be five minutes or two minutes or two yeah. minutes. So, because people do not have an attention span. It's not just young people. It's everyone. They just they engage for minutes you might have them for. Yeah. Well, I'm not everyone, I'm pleased to say. No, no, Baroness Susan Greenfield and I, <laughs> in our respective aged care centres, you know, are going to be reading long books when the when the rest of the people are just going to get bamboozled by this information overload. And 5G has an important role to play in that because it will enable even more information to go into your devices and add to the, the pressure on you just to keep your head around things. This is why, you know, and there's a political implication here. People are going to be easier to mislead. It's going to, they're going to be made more gullible. Uh, my own, The advice that I give people is that you read widely, you read critically, and you should be willing to change your opinion. But if it's a click and flick generation, you're just bouncing from one headline to the next. And so I, I get very worried. I know I'm sounding very old-fashioned. Plato... Uh, the Greek philosopher, was opposed to people being able to to read because he said that if people can read, they would reduce the quality of their memory, which has turned out to be the case. So if you read something, you know you don't need to memorise it. Whereas if you're in an oral culture, then you have to remember everything. You hear it once and you have to remember it because you can't look it up later, which is why if you look at the Bible, for example, you get all these comments about Jesus which are footnoted back to the Old Testament. Jesus speaking to his audience, the audience would have known that they were talking about Deuteronomy or whatever in the Old Testament, whereas for modern readers, we have to give footnotes to help people understand what is going on. Now we're moving to the next stage where if you have information at your fingertips, what do you bother to carry around in your head? And so we're really rewiring our brains. And I don't want to sound to be critical of 5G, but 5G is going to give us even more of an information overload and disrupt our ability to think long term through issues. Just very quickly on um, 5G, we know one of the one of the main reasons I know about 5G is because of the controversy around Huawei, Huawei, <laughs> um, the Chinese company potentially winning the delivery of it. You know, winning the contract yeah. to deliver it in Australia, which of course they didn't get because there's too much fear around them doing that and having that kind of uh, level of access to our information. Um, so well, who is doing it now? I'm not sure who we're going to get in Australia because Huawei is the world leader. Oh, so they're Huawei doing pretty much everyone. The, so it's interesting. The UK government until recently was still going to be using Huawei because they are the world leader. The Chinese, to their credit, have gone on this um, binge for just learning more and more about information technology. So we're relying on them. We, we are going to rely on them and they're going to have their own back door, which by means there'll be security problems if you do go down that Huawei way. So this is more, this this whole episode really in terms of 5G is just watch this space because we're going to be learning. Watch watch anything you can learn and suck it up about 5G in the, in the coming months and years. Yes, a technology that we need to monitor. It's going to be change our lives. So we're giving people early warning. Keep an eye on 5G as it starts to reshape your life and how you look at the world. Dr. Keith, you don't freak us out at all with these sorts of episodes, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> As always, informative and enlightening. Thanks very much. Global Truths was presented by Dr. Keith Suter and me, Kate Mack. Produced by Matt Dwyer. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Listener.